Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh. Oh. Right. Oh. One. Two, oh. we're going to... Yeah. And we can actually start running. Now. We go, morning everyone. Good morning. Was that a real one? Did you just do that for position? That was a that was a natural noise, because you know normally most Sundays, well a lot of Sundays I'm coming off a two bottle Sunday. Yeah. Oh, hello, sorry. I was looking, I was getting out from behind the van to look, and I would have stopped, but well, to that guy, we just looked like we were sprinting out suddenly into the a road. Lot. Yeah, I, I saw it first. I, I like to say that my ooh helps. Ooh. Ooh, misses. So, sorry. Don't get you, run over. Or did you not have a two bottle Sunday yesterday? No, I didn't. I showed restraint. I had a bottle and a half, <laughs> which is all to myself what as you, well. What are you is, tapering for? It's outrageous, I know. <laughs> I had one of those days where I woke up in Aberdeen. Oh, God. And I, want, and I wanted to, I know. When you say one of those days, you don't have too many of those. <laughs> no. Uh, to be fair, the gig was fantastic. We'll talk about it later, but yeah. I woke up there. I don't love Aberdeen, though. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's snowy I, up there. It's really According cold. Her friend was oh running in snowshoes on Saturday. So, so I woke up and I didn't. My flight wasn't till three. Yeah. So I just left it. I one of those days where I was just chasing getting home. Yeah. And it was forever eluding me. Yeah, yeah. And then I got back and I, I left my car at the airport and the and then the drive back from the airport took about two and a half hours because it was Sunday night traffic. Good. And I was in a rush to get home. To yeah. get that moment when you know you're home. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, and by the time you get it, it's kind of too late. Yeah, sort of, just almost too late. But I got home for about ten past eight. Classic Tonkinson at Newton Green shot. There he goes. And, uh, <laughs> He's running. <laughs> I got home at ten past eight, and I, yeah, I just got really drunk. Really home. Yeah, but I was, and I felt I was home then finally. Oh my goodness, we found a football. Is that an apple? I think no. it's an apple or a pomegranate. You like to kick things, don't you? I think you know, do think This is what you're, you're supposed to do, isn't it, when you see it? I do think you're a frustrated footballer. Yeah, disappointed that you like Man United, though. Was that the... Uh, Has Andy, Andy giving you a yeah. hard time for Man U on your top? Were they from, from, the, from the photo? Here we go. And uh, 
So I managed to reach the state that I'd wanted all day, which was drunk. Oblivion, In basically. front of the telly. Yeah. We got some takeout food. The after effects I'm suffering for slightly now. So I did this... Uh, I did the drinking and the takeout food and the getting home. What, 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 did you, what was your takeaway? Thai... Thai green curry. Yeah. I had uh, uh, pumpkin curry. Nice. With the brown rice and the oh, spinach and nice, the morning glory. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Preceded by the tofu tod. That's the crispy blocks of tofu you dip into peanut sauce. Really oh, come on. That's really nice, That's isn't like it? magic. A lot of people do that on a Sunday night, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's funny because my kids now interchange the idea of a Thai takeaway right. with uh, a roast dinner. Okay. So my daughter said, uh, I mean, they know that they're different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. those are the two meals you have. They're the two in. options, yeah. My daughter came up with a plan for us ordering a Thai takeaway on Christmas Eve and keeping it warm until Christmas Day lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> that would be super late. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> She's onto something. My oh. mum was over last night. Oh, so, really? Oh, well, round your house? Yeah, so we oh, had... Right. Okay. But we made her... We inflicted on her what we'd have done anyway, which is... Thai takeaway. Yeah. In front of uh, Strictly Come Dancing Results and Blue Planet. And did, and Susan Kalman got through to the final, did she? To be honest, I've been following it. I don't quite understand. She didn't get through it, to the final. She right. got through to Blackpool. She got through to Blackpool. So she's, she's doing, doing well. great. Yeah. yeah, and within the show, I mean, we hear a lot about her because she's a comedian, it's our community. Yes. Yeah. But as uh, Strictly watchers, she's had a great um, curve. Good for you know? Yeah. She didn't, I don't think she rated herself. And obviously, like, the most interesting people there don't look like she'd done any dancing before. Yes. But yeah. I think, one, she's got significantly better, better than I thought she had any idea Ability she could to do. be. Yeah. yeah. And two, it's, it means so much, you know. Yeah. You could see her once she got through yesterday, just trying not to be crying for the rest of the show. You know? <laughs> this stuff really matters. That's, That's the lovely thing about That's shows what people like that. want, isn't it? The journey. Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, you can't fake it when you do these shows, but particularly when they're intense, yeah. like Strictly is, with all the rehearsal and everything, they become... You're watching people who are living through something enormous. They're living through a big change, aren't yeah, they? They're, they're, yeah, and they all love each other, you know, yeah. and it's time for someone to go home. They're like, well, I'm not really happy about so-and-so yeah. going home because they're my brother or sister news. now. Yes. You know? yeah. So it's wonderful. Wonderful stuff. So I wanted to do, I'd love to do the Bake Off. I'd love to do Strictly. And I tried, I went to the BBC when the Bake Off was still there and yeah. I messed up. I got a bit confused. just ended up with cake all over the dance floor. Right. <laughs> I don't okay. think it's going to happen now. It's a little joke. I tried out. Like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had a decent Sunday. Yeah. Coming I came home from Oxford doing a gig where they did, I didn't get on stage till after midnight. And this is in a theatre bar That's in Oxford. So it wasn't like late and live at the Edinburgh Festival. That's way too late. The, the people there watching, they weren't still there because they were drunk and badasses. They were still there out of kind of politeness. Oh no, that's so awful. I got on stage that's awful. And a significant portion of the audience had gone. Yeah. In the second nice. interval. And frankly, who could blame them? Ah. Ah. What's wrong? Can I help? It's working. She's having I thought that lady was cross with us, but she was crossed with her wheelie wheelie suitcase. Yes. And and quite right too, they can be very tiresome. I thought she was attacking you with, with it. Yeah, so did she for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. So you're up really late, that's Big tough. patches of empty seats. Yeah. And a rot out. Yeah. And a rest of audience 
with me saying, hi, thanks for staying. I promise it's going to be good. Yeah. Anyway, and then I got on a 24-hour bus out of uh, Oxford, back to Oxford Circus. Home oh, at four. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's tough, isn't it? That's a tough one. I had a... Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of chatting about... And, it, and it's really first world problems. Here it comes. About greeting comics when they arrive at gigs. Okay. It's a bit of a work moan. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I've, had, I've, I've had a couple of experiences. I've got to tell you, before you get to the specifics, yeah. I'm on your side. Right, okay. Because I did a gig at Farnham on Thursday, which is a lovely gig. Farnham Maltings. Yes, it's beautiful. Near Susie. Did yeah, you? Near, near Susie Channel. Yeah. It was racking up some big mileage yeah, in the yeah. She's very fit at moment. Quite right, too. I don't and think she does enough running. No, she needs to run more. Yeah, yeah. Lazy. That's what I call <laughs> her. and Ray were just lazy people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, arrived at the gig. Very little kind of... We don't want a red carpet. No, no, no. We don't want... Oh, amazing, the acts are here. Fantastic. No, no. We just want basic recognition. Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. A nice, a nice-ish room, or at least a comfortable room. And it said on the, on the thing, you do, we'll get a ride, it'll be sandwiches and soft drinks. Yes, right? yes, yes. Got a bloke who, after a while of sort of looking to see you ran it, ushered me down into the basement, to a cold room, off a basement. Yeah. Two chairs, a washing machine, one kettle, three cups with tea bags in. Yeah. And that, that was it. Yeah. Not, not, and, it's not fair enough, but no real chat, no can I get you anything, just that's it. And something, You're of, the, in and something of the dungeon about it. Absolutely, yeah. No milk with the tea. No, you know, just, just fairly desultory. And as the audience arrive, they do serve them a delicious curry. Yeah, well, this is this. We're, we're approaching Currygate. Yeah, right. Because the, the, the venue was swimming in the aroma of gorgeous curry. Yeah, yeah. One of the acts asked about the curry, whether... Maybe the comics could have Come some on, of the name curry. names. Who asked? Well, Wilmot, Mike, Mike Wilmot was doing it. Could we maybe get some of that curry for us? What a great act. Yeah. What a, what a brilliant act. I, I haven't seen him for years. He really is so good at what he does. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, a fellow called Ismo, who's a Finnish guy who's very funny. Did say he was on last? No, he was, uh, Ismo was on second. He said he was Finnish. Yeah, <laughs> like it. And, uh, and <laughs> a girl called see what I've done. Maisie Adam, who was a very funny uh, woman who's only been doing it. She's brilliant. Yeah. She's going to do really well. Yeah. So anyway, good comics turn up. Any curry? Oh, no, we, we used to give uh, curry to the acts, but we don't now. Um, <laughs> Good story. There's lots left. Yeah, can we, we have just, some curry? There's lots left. We just rack it up and, you know, just put it away. So, it's not great, is it? No, I mean, what I point mean, is it like, making? Yeah, I, I don't really understand. I don't, some I comedians have eaten this curry, but not you. Yeah, you're not going to have it. And it's not a waste thing, because we do have loads left at the end. I can't stress enough how much curry we do have left <laughs> that you're not going to have. <laughs> that we could give you. Despite the fact that, obviously, a lot of the curry's here and it's part of the deal... People out here primarily for the curry. Yeah. They're here for the comedy. Yeah, yeah. Which, which you're providing. Yeah, which wouldn't exist without us. They would just be looking across at a wall. Yeah, and, and, and the thing was, beautiful gig, lovely people, everyone stormed it. It was just a bit of a mean-spiritedness in the middle of a wonderful experience. Yeah. Paul Mike Wilmot, 60, he barely had the strength to get to the stage. Yeah, yeah. You know, such was the aroma of curry and no food. And no soft drinks either, no. No. Do you want a drink? Yeah. Here's yep. some sandwiches or whatever. Just nothing. Nothing. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't understand. Ask for milk. No milk. Go downstairs, have some milk. Oh, no, we don't have milk downstairs. You've got to go upstairs to the upstairs bar to get some milk. Yeah. Go, just, just, just... Bring some. Just guess, just guess. <laughs> well, it is... I'm being Mary no, Jane Blige to say, do you mind getting us some milk? Do you know what I mean? Is this, is this a diva strop? No, but I think that's a funny thing, isn't it? When one... For goodness sake, don't take it up the axe. You know, they, they, there's no money to be saved by not giving three people a bit of the curry you've already made. Yeah, it's just... And, you know, it might not do any good to keep them sweet, but it's might. Be, to be fair, I didn't even want any curry. No, no. It's just, it's just for the other axe. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's just like... It's just nice to offer, isn't but it? But like you say, I think the that people get confused because on the one hand, the axe don't need much. No, and they, they really shouldn't don't. need much. They really don't need much. But on the other hand... If they I'm very low maintenance, but but they are the nah, the gig does not exist without the axe. Yeah, it's just it's it just, just doesn't of, exist. And the thing the, the thing was, I don't think it came from willful mean spiritedness. They were nice people. They were yeah. just clueless. They were just clue. They had no idea. They just had no idea. Yeah, you know? but also it becomes a little bit like a very very gentle version of Nazi Germany, where it's like oh, someone has this problem. Those are the rules. Yeah, you know, the guy I had in. Uh, in Oxford, there's the promoter is the compare. Yeah. So he's put yeah. me to go to Oxford. Yeah. So it's starting, you know, it's starting at 10 o'clock is an, is an idea that you introduced yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then when we get here, it doesn't start till 20 past 10. Which we all That's know is quite rubbish. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I know. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't know anyone else. <laughs> you know, this is your problem. Yeah. Not yeah. some mythical. This is your gig, mate. Other person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, take responsibility. And then. And then and then a cop, the one at uh, Gerard's Cross on Saturday was just fast. It was hilarious. I mean, again, really nice people. Well, Gerard was really upset about Gerard it, wasn't very he? <laughs> arrived. Still is. Arrived, yeah. <laughs> Ar- arrived on t- into the venue. There was... There look was at that. A- Sorry, look at this car. Undercover under that tree. We're in Haggerston now, and it's beautiful. Haggerston, Canal, uh, um, Angel, Clissel Park. Anyway, nice, Gerard's nice Cross. You arrived in Gerard's Cross. We arrived there. And the, there was no... We sort of said, is there an area for the axe? So he put us, he put us in a store cupboard. Yeah. So there was nothing at all, just us and things being stored. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all axe wanted somewhere to just chill, isn't it, and get their head together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we had a look at the stage. And on the stage was a table, three chairs, and some water. Right. And we realised... <laughs> they, they, they put it on the stage <laughs> as if we were gonna. So, so while the compers on the other acts are just waiting, like a Dave, David Mamet play. Yeah, just like. Why are you doing like, your comedy there? Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'll be on in a minute. How it's funny just, do you think he is now? So, um, so that's just cluelessness, isn't it? I mean, no, that's yeah, just yeah. like complete idiocy. So you can't yeah. say anything about that. <laughs> Apart from, you know, we just moved. We made the storeroom into a dressing room. Yeah, yeah. No, and it was fun because we were making the best, making the best of it. Just humble entertainers. Well, it worried me. And Bill Bryson the post. book the wrote a little dribbling, which is, you know, it's quite a moany book. Yeah. He said there's these guys in America done this study. I want to look this up. Right. And it's a scientific study, you know, properly looked into. Right. About how we're living in dangerous times because they think we're at a tipping point where as society... We're getting more stupid. Right. And uh, you get to a point of stupidity where you don't know you're stupid. Yes. And that's and once that reaches saturation point, <laughs> there's no way back. Well, <laughs> well, we're living in this society where there's, there's a sense of dislocation because the tech's developing at such a quick rate 
it's gone beyond our ability to understand it. Yeah. So we're constantly chasing things anyway. And but everyone behaves to start with. It's all great and it works. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but if you daft to start with, it's... Yeah, it's a problem. It's, a, it's, it's, it's tricky. And people are willfully ignorant because so much information is available. Yeah, and that's there's it. no way of knowing everything anyway because we're so saturated. Yeah. Back so you've got to pick and choose, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. And you always assume there's this assumption that... Well, people have this assumption that somewhere behind the curtain... There's somebody knows there's what somebody it's all knows about. Everything. Yeah. Like when everyone's giving famous people a hard time for not paying enough tax, you feel like there's some assiduous police person yeah. saying, yeah, and also these people we've never heard of who aren't paying any tax, yeah. we should worry about them. I don't think that assiduous police person exists. No, no. You've just got the, it's just the internet and everyone else just going, oh, God! functional systems quite everywhere. But. So more gigs leg off. Well, no, and tying these things together, right? Because when I got to Oxford... <laughs> Yeah, I'm from, I grew up in Oxford, or I grew up near, yeah. near Oxford, I used yeah. to work there and stuff. And um, <laughs> so these guys are staying in an Airbnb in a village just outside of town. You're right. And it's important, I think, I don't know which way people are going to fall in terms of whether they agree with me or the promoter here. So important early evidence is that they said we're staying in a 17th century cottage right. in a village near Oxford, right? Yeah. That's a conversation starter, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So I said, oh, what's the name of the village? And they went, they looked at each other. Yeah. Slightly sheepishly. And said, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, uh, how, how don't you know? How did you go there? You know, they'd been to this place. Right. <laughs> and they, anyway... At about the point when he could have said, I know, I've forgotten it, or yeah. oh, I didn't really notice, he kind of said, well, I don't care. It doesn't seem very important. I don't care. And I started to... That, that upset me, I'll be honest. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. said, well, I find that terrifying. What, that the guy didn't <laughs> the guy know that you don't care. care the name of the village you're staying in. Right. And you think that, you know, that, that's a you, bullshit enough point that you can say it to me like I'm being an idiot for asking. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a dislocation, isn't it? It's yeah, a bit bizarre, right. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, nice Surely at some gigging. point he's going to have to find out. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like... They must have had the information to get there. I mean, people were sat and have it to postcodes and things. But I, driving into a village, yeah. would read the sign. Yeah. Just as a matter, not even as a matter of interest. It would just... It's, it's, I'm, I'm open to information. It's almost a matter of courtesy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. a manner. People are deeply We're having a real moment today, aren't we? It's, we it's are. good old courtesy. Drinks upon arrival, free curry for the comics. Oh, yeah. no way but it makes all the difference. Going back to getting to the gig, you know, you, it makes all the difference. Yeah. It, you often hear compers saying to the audience, the more love you give the comedians, the more they'll the, give back to you. Which is true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. And uh, venues need to do that. I went to a venue in Nottingham, and it was a big gig. Yeah. Hundreds of people in there. And the guy running the gig was a friend. He kind of came in and said, oh, how are you? Oh, nice to see you. And I said, can I get some food? And he said, yeah. And he went and got me some dinner. That's really nice. But if he hadn't been there, I'd literally wandered into the venue, yes, yeah. found the dressing room, yeah, yeah, yeah. sat there for an hour, yeah. <laughs> sorted out my guitar and stuff. Yeah. All he needed to do was actually make me just a little bit more proactive. Just and come and said, hi, you're here. Yes. And again, uh, oh, good, I'm here. not being married, Jay Bosch. At most comedy clubs, you'd get that. Yes. You, yeah. We can offer you the two clubs. We're not asking for a this corridor. Is happening. This isn't We're not happening. asking for a presidential suite. That would be good, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just, 
Jesus, look at these. Look at these ducks. Ducks, geese, ducks, white ducks. Look at those. They're chilling. It's pretty blooming picturesque. They're chilling. It's the um, the illing and the chilling. Do you think they're ill? It's glorious. (laughs) They're actually going. So it's so beautiful today, isn't it? It's like us moaning. Really cold. What a gig! Look out! Look out! Could have done with them. We gotta go and get our own milk. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting times culturally. Yeah. Seismic change. Yeah. Work environment. Yes. Was acceptable. It's because, well, not, not not what was accepted, but what was sort of accepted. Yeah. It feels like it's going to... It's sort of civilization, though, isn't it? Because I went to a gig in the village hall. Yeah. And we were just in the cupboard where all the kids play things and the books for book club were. Yeah. But the guy who ran the gig said, Oh, Jess there, and, yeah, can I get you a drink? Have some nuts? Yeah. I said, happy. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah. But then you get to the other problem, which is when you get a bunch of people who know each other on a, for on a special night and they get drunk, they, can't, they don't know how to shut up. Yeah. And uh, exacerbated by modern life because young people think they don't, no one's ever said, get off your phone and stop listening. Stop yeah. and listen for half an hour. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you get a laugh out of saying it's not Gogglebox, but it's but it true. Is, yeah. That's a I was actually, fact. I was actually trying to steer us towards the... Louis C.K. Oh God, yeah. Louis C.K. stuff. Well, just the just just the stuff around that that yeah. I think will result in change. Yes. Which is well, which I is fantastic. So. I think it will. I think yeah. I, th- I don't think I've ever experienced a stage of life where it's so debated. Yes. Just the, the male female in yeah. and out of the workplace, how to deal with each other, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not complicated. That's the thing. No, that's it's not. what lifts it up above the internet. Yes. Where people bicker. You know, someone came on the internet last night and said, here's Louis C.K. being not funny. And he quoted a terrible bit of... I don't think it was stand-up material. Right. It was uh, something he said online about British people being faggots. You know, right, and it was awful right. and offensive and rubbish. And then someone came on and said, well, he's, there's also evidence of him doing good stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, well, I'm not watching it. And I said, well, then what point are you making? You know? yeah, but yeah. the thing is, I think ultimately it's all very complicated. It doesn't really matter. The guy needs to tell himself that Louis C.K. is a bad comedian before he can properly deride him for being a, an abuser. <laughs> and it's like, and you can it be doesn't both. matter. You can exactly. be a great comedian. You can be good at your job and still need to go away. Problem with, he needs to correct himself, doesn't he? Yeah, he needs that's to, right. He needs to either be served by justice or whatever. And just yeah. dealt with, and we'll see. And we'll see what happens. Kevin what's Spacey, Spacey. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting to me is that. What's interesting? I've got a point. <laughs> I, I think you're wearing I, glasses, but I'm sure I've you just pushed them up your nose. This. I, and I have a point because, on one level, oh look, they're doing building over there. Yeah, I'm just joking. I just deliberately. On deliberately one level, you. <laughs> I really don't like the Twitter. Hysteria, string him up. Yeah. Expunge it. I mean, there's people who want Louis C.K.'s work expunged from the public record. Yes. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it can... People's careers can get ended on rumour and allegation, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having said that, because the internet's so uncontrollable... Yeah. These things get unearthed. Like, ten years ago, Weinstein Stein, who I can never pronounce his Weinstein. name... Weinstein. Weinstein. He... He could control the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stories didn't get out in the print media because he controlled it. He knew yeah, the journalists, yeah, yeah. he knew the owners. And yeah. now he can't. So 
And they were complicit in that. Yes, of course. They collaborated on Of course they did, yeah. They used these words. So what I'm suggesting is that the democratisation of information in the internet age is both a good and bad thing. I think you're absolutely right. Because these guys can't evade justice, however barbaric it can seem at times. I think the, the, a fundamental thing, point you make is, is really good is that you can't... Uh, that it's slightly society editing the past. It's a little bit like that guy needing Lucy Kane not to have ever told any good jokes. Yes, yeah. It doesn't really fix anything. No. This uh, Oxford College, who are obviously have actual guilt about the uh, slave trade. Yes, yeah. About the Codrington Library. I think it's all souls. Right. And they've... They're really basically pouring loads of money into Barbados, right. where Codrington, you know, sold his slaves and used yes. them in his plantations. Right. And generally, apologise in general, and are trying to be really upfront about this. Yes. And then in the people fashion, who say that they should do this say that is all good, but maybe it's about time you change the name of the library. Right. And that's really complicated. I really get that. We shouldn't be celebrating this guy. But yeah. equally, I think maybe if you can do it in a way where it's not celebratory. It's nice to remember. We shouldn't wipe it from the record because yes, yes. it's just sinister. It's like yes, book burning it's, or it's, it's, it's taking Trotsky out of photos. It is sinister. It's, it... Taking Christopher Plummer out of... Uh, no, sorry, putting Christopher Plummer in Kevin Spacey's new film instead of Kevin Spacey. But I, actually, I actually read an article this morning suggesting that... That might be. That's, thank you. That might actually be because Spacey's makeup looked awful. Yeah, and he, did, he looked like a really bad old man. And, and, and the, the director wanted plumber originally anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's right because the, yeah, the, the character <laughs> is closer in age to Christian Plummer than Spacey. Yes. But also, you know, they're, they're in business. Yes. If yes. they leave Kevin Spacey in that film, people will boycott that film. Yes. And yeah, then yeah. they won't make any money. Yeah, of course. So it's I totally money, get yeah. that. Yeah. But the idea that then they would say, delete the usual suspects from the record. It doesn't mean that American Beauty is not a great film. <laughs> or, that, or that House of Cards. Uh, yeah, that's right. But American Beauty is a funny one because it is about... Although it's he's, had he's straight in it, yes, yeah, yeah. He's basically perfect over a teenage girl. I mean, yeah. even before any of this, American Beauty wouldn't get made now. But even before it's any of this, era. the Louis C.K. film that got banned from release looked a really odd movie. Yeah, I only saw the trailer to it. But I remember thinking, this is really odd. Yeah, yeah. This just looks weird. It just goes to show. So they talk about people really kind of covering up for each other, and there's no. I'm not letting anyone off. But equally, we kind of muddle along, expecting reasonable behaviour from people. Yeah. And when you don't get it, you kind of there's a kind of inertia while you work out. There. Oh wait a minute! I remember years ago I was staying in Sweden, and uh, the uh, older woman I was staying with got dressed for work. Right. And then she went out and swept the snow off the driveway. And yeah. she wasn't wearing her skirt. Right. She went out. She was looking pretty decent. She was like yeah. wearing a jumper. And she was quite smartly dressed. Right. Jumper and like pearls and smart shoes and tights and pants. And she right. went out and swept the drive. Yeah. Came back in. And then the woman I was there working with came in and said, Is she got a skirt off outside sweeping the house and I was like yes right. <laughs> and it was only at that moment I thought of that being in any way odd yes, yeah, yeah. So that's just her thing yeah. <laughs> some people do 
Well, my next door neighbour, virtually the, the first thing he said to us when we moved in was, do you mind if I walk around naked in the garden? <laughs> and we said, no, we don't mind. Yeah. At least he asked. Yeah, he did, did ask. We didn't ask you in a pressure situation where yeah, of course, he was there's famous no, there's and no more important than you. Yeah. But look, the Louis C.K. thing's interesting because for years we've, we've enjoyed him sort of not saying the unsayable but probing taboos and finding humour in there. Yeah. But we just don't want him to do the undoable. <laughs> right. And I think to that ultimately, that, that is reasonable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you want the guy to be like a journalist of the unsavoury. Yes. And if you live in it, you've lost it. Oh, he's undoubtedly abused his position. I mean, he's, he needs to... Well, he was abusing his position in front of women. He, that was yeah, what, yeah. Oh, I misunderstood what he meant by position. But also asking before... Yeah. doesn't make it right. No, no. It makes it... it it's makes all part it, of his little play. Of course it is. Yeah. Because he, even if they say yes, he's weird. If they say no, what do you say after that? Oh, what, do you want a cup of tea? I mean, where yeah, does he yeah, go yeah, from yeah, there? Right. You know, it's a bit of Don't a game changer, isn't it? That's right. But like you say, I think the first thing you say is the most important thing. It's important that, for all the chatter on the internet, that the... Things actually change. You know, the Hollywood one is, and it's very much connected with the Lucy K one, the idea that the casting couch is like a known quantity and has always yes. existed yeah, yeah. as a thing. It needs to stop yes. completely now. Do you think I'm naive? If that happens, that's better. Do you think I'm naive in thinking that it might? Do you think I'm kind of kidding myself? No, things do change. In life, things of, change. Yeah. Well, change itself is a... This is it. I'm going to get philosophical on you now. Go on, then. Do it. Get philosophical on my ass. There's a yin and yang to change. Because ultimately, nothing ever really changes. But it does. Do you know what I mean? No. You kind of, you have to get just to this point where you think, yeah, well, human behaviour is always like that. And this lady's just playing guitar just as I get to my essentially hypocritical point. No way I'm going to get to the nub of this. Mind if I take your picture? Nothing changes, you do mind? I think I won't. That's why I asked. <laughs> so she didn't want me to take. Let's get this. She didn't want you to take a photo. Yeah, and then I felt like I'd asked you if I could do what Lucy K wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's why I asked. Yeah, of course. She held a hand up, just like in front of her face, like I was a journalist. Yeah. But she said, no, I wasn't going to take a picture. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was going to give her some, I would have given her some money for busking as well. That's right. Someone, in terms of people asking you stuff, someone asked me at the airport yesterday whether they could scan my boarding pass when I bought something at Boots. Yeah. I just said no. Because <laughs> I don't have to. So it's a tax dodge, isn't it? Right. Well, I couldn't be bothered going through the whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. necessary. We don't have it's to not do my this. Problem. Um, so it's about consent. But you're talking about yin and yang and change. Yeah, I just saying that in your own life, you know, you ultimately have to recognise who you are. And we change very little. We're the same people now we were when we were 15. But we're also not. But you've been, you know, it's got a system of gentle nudging, of smooth be, correction. Your behaviour changes, doesn't it? It's behaviour, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's it, that society doesn't change that much. But this could be an opportunity for a behavioural step change. Yes. And that's Louis C.K. in the future might want to do what he did in the past. But you'll have to just not do it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But he'll yeah, they wanted to, to get over himself. Didn't we also talk about this before, the idea that people say, oh, yeah, it was different then. And I think also look, looking at um, Westminster, you know, you've got to... There's probably the healthy side of the internet. Is these people need to be reminded that they live in the world. Yes. That old yeah. guy yeah. who was saying to 
every new young pretty woman who came to work in his office, you're very beautiful. Yes. And they'd yeah. say, oh, you know, they'd say to him, mm-hmm. okay, thanks for that. Anyway, I was talking to so-and-so from yeah. there, so-and-so council, yeah, yeah. and he'd say, oh, is that because he has a liking for petite brunettes? Yeah, you might need to stop saying that. Mate. Exactly. Yeah. And he's still blustering, like, oh, this intrusion into my life. Yes. He yeah. doesn't see himself doing anything wrong. And this is where... We need to be a mirror and go, look again, mate. Yeah. Re-examine what you're doing. And even though you've been letting yourself off for 72 years, you'll find you're in the wrong. Yeah, but uh, it's also... A lot of things need to happen. One, one thing is when you need to imagine what a great society and laugh it would be if that attitude wasn't in the equation. Yeah, yeah. It would be, just, it would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It would be great. Yeah. But at the same time... Let's not... It's not all men. I don't think it's all men. No, of course it's not. Well, no, but, I don't think that the bad getting, men... But it's getting framed as, sometimes as all men. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just people being fundamentalists on both sides. I think that ultimately <coughs> people need to... Caitlin Moran wrote an article this, this weekend in The Times, and I really like Caitlin Moran. Yeah. And she was saying... And it ended with... The problem is men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, but the funny and thing I about think that that's is, too much. well, I think it lets it lets bad men off because yeah, it gives them no no group of people to be the same as. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> except the women. Problem is, the problem is summer. Yeah, that's you're probably wondering why we're running through the shopping centre. I am wondering why you're running through the shopping centre. Well, that's a good question. I'm going to ask you a question now. Why are you running through the shopping centre? I'm going to go to the loo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every few days. Going, I'm going to leave you outside the O2 Academy. It's a shame because if there was a hip young band on, yeah, you that'd be great. Yeah, we'd sit look, down here with the people super, queuing up. We'd look super cool. I used to always ask who it was, but I've never ever heard of them. <laughs> Run. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Well, I think that, um, I know what you're saying, but I think ultimately I'm happy to take the bullet. If that's the conversation that needs to be had, and what Caitlin Moran says is the cost of it, then I'll pay that cost and we'll talk about it later. You know, I just think that the quality between men and women is really important. I am... Uh, no, but it, I just don't think... I just don't think, think that, that... No, I just think in a world where the highest killer of men under 45 is suicide, 
yeah. 95% of work deaths are men. I just don't think it's helpful. But I understand why it's happening. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I understand. It's the kickback, isn't it? It's the yeah, corrective. Yeah. Exactly. But sometimes it corrects. The, the, the needle is... Sometimes is, it overcorrects. The needle is flapping around. Yeah, that's, and like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course I accept that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe I said the needle is flapping around. <laughs> and I wasn't trying to do a loose Lucy K joke. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Louis, the needle's <laughs> slapping around. I'll come and back in a few minutes. we don't want to take away... Well, we had a takeaway yesterday. We don't want to take away... I'm just continuing. We don't want to take away the messiness of life as well. Yeah, yeah. Just the kind of... The well, idiocy that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to introduce the messiness of life. It's yeah. like a plant pot in front of some <laughs> young actors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. We're still going to... We know... That's what you say. You know the difference between harassment... And making a silly pass at someone and getting rebuked, and then you stop, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's there's, right. there's a difference. Well, exactly. Oh, completely. Your power and, and in a way, saying that all men are bad is kind of it, it, you're playing into the hands of someone who says all I did was ask her out. You know, yes, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Context, you, you know consent. The yes, everyone yeah. knows where the blooming line is. That's yeah, what yeah. we said the other day. Yeah, everyone everywhere knows where the line is and always has. Yes, and everything else is people letting themselves off. Yeah, yeah, or over policing to compensate against. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. But then you get some men saying, oh, well, well, if it's like that, I'm not going to, I'm never going to peck another woman on the cheek again when I see him because I don't want to yeah. get, and they're being silly as well. They're being idiots. <laughs> so it's sort That's of right. like, let's try not to be silly. Well, it? Well, we this was another, we good, another good tweet I saw the other day, which is like, someone saying, well, how are you supposed to get off with someone at work then, after being in trouble for kind of right, yeah. feeling someone up in the coffee room? Right. <laughs> It's like saying, what you do is, you say, do you want to go to the cinema After on work. Tuesday night? Yes. Yeah. Okay, if not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that works. Yes, yeah. Okay. You ask them out. What do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> the other day, a head of Eton said, quite reasonably, that they would be okay with a transgender pupil. Right. If they had a pupil who then thought, you know, I think I'm a woman in a man's body, right? then they would end up being a transgender pupil at Eton, that would be okay. Yeah. But I think that... A bit of hoo-ha, I throws, Thank you. Throws something into focus, because that ultimately means you could be transgender at Eton, but you can't be a woman. You could only be a woman, a girl at Eton if, if you're you've a been first. a boy first. Yes, yeah. And I think that ultimately we want equality for everyone. Yes. It just goes to show that even in terms of gender equality... People with penises seem to get seen first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's but the uh, the whole trans thing is probably that's one of the most heated areas of public life at the well, moment. Well, let's wade right into it. No, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a tricky one. It's, it's full of controversy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's about equality of opportunity, isn't it? And it's yeah. and it's crazy that you get. I know people sending their kids to single to old girls' schools at the moment, and they're really looking forward to it. Yeah. To put to focus more or or whatever, you know, it's just yeah. But no one needs to go in the papers and say if uh, some girl decided she was a boy. Yeah. We'd still let them come. Is yes. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now. Now where are we going? Let's talk about running. We're just about to get to... Just to recap, we've gone uh, down through Newton Green, down to the canal. Yes. Well, I was going to talk about the yin and yang, but that woman didn't want me to take a picture. <laughs> made me feel deeply uncomfortable in the conversation we were having. Just general harassment. <laughs> was down by the canal. <laughs> <laughs> what does Jerry Maguire say? It's like I'm 
it's actually assaulting you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I may not sue. Um, and we're going up to Angel, up Upper Street. We're going to go around Highby Field, Crystal Park, and back to mine. So, it's a lazy little seven-mile loop. How are you feeling post-marathon, Rob? Well, first of all, I feel really overjoyed at the incredible amount of support and appreciation online. It was just great. And so lovely that everyone wanted to, including you, everyone hearing my story, everyone saying, oh, thanks for the telling us all about it. It's so nice to be able to download that stuff. I think, I think what's really nice about it is that how honest you were about it, about the experience. Yeah. And it's an honest reflection of how hard work it can be running a marathon. Yeah, that's right. And that's really valuable. And we tapped into something. Because all we get told is like, well, it's great, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. is, it's all these things, but it's really real. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's really hard work, yeah. always. Well, people, <laughs> people keep asking about New York, and they say, so like, is it good or is it too hard? It's like, it's really good and it's really hard. Yes. That's, that's what it is. Um, and yeah, conversely, what we were saying when we talked about it, how you, when you get very down, you get very alone. Yes. And this is a, obviously a metaphor for life. Yeah. You feel really deeply alone and like a failure and like, what were you thinking? What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> it's so nice to get to a point where very quickly and easily get to a point where some other people say, oh yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. And by the same token, it's nice that the marathon offers that experience as well, isn't it? Of being totally disconnected from everyone and everything. Yeah. That's valuable in itself, isn't it? And we that's don't right. get that a lot. No, no. Life. Well, that's the other technical fundamental that's worth remembering is that it's the closest thing to it is like being a fish in a shoal. It's a huge event that you're a part of, but you are still very much a lone individual in yes. one, locked yeah. in one battle. Yeah. Or my family <laughs> watching the app. Yes, pitching yeah. me yeah. running through Central Park on my own. Yes. La, la, la. There's loads of other people with it. I think that's why, again, it's a bit um, complicated. I don't want to sulk. But obviously, I came from a point of real paranoia about my uh, pacing. Yeah. And then came back feeling pretty strong, saying, no, wait a minute. I went into that injured, not knowing what my strengths and weaknesses yeah. were. Um, you know, I ran happily and well rather than panically and fast for the first half and da 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 yeah, well, and so I don't know I think you know you've got to do what you're going to do absolutely yeah, you can have loads of different experiences in yeah. life of running aren't you yeah. they're all going to be different and so Gary I don't think my pacing is that bad <laughs> <laughs> you heard they're funny aren't they those people who want to they get annoyed by something you've done <laughs> when you're not them. It's, but, isn't it weird? <laughs> Gary, it's getting annoyed at something. Gary was joking about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it was too close to the... Yeah. <laughs> too close, Gary. Too soon, too real. <laughs> but no, that's just what it is. Because everyone... So celebrating, like you say, it's nice. To, everyone wants to... Like the other thing about that individual experience is so lovely to have a chance to share it. Yes. So yeah. thanks to everyone who's come back with their stories. And of every kind of every kind of marathon, that's the thing. Because it's just different things happen at different times in the race, different places. I think I'll tell you one lesson we didn't really talk about. Yeah. I think to be borne in mind in the wider game is without making excuses, it's interesting that my two hardest marathons yeah. were the international ones. It just goes to the, show. The travel and the stress. Exactly. Oh, yes. let's go this way because we yeah. got caught up in these roadworks. Um, 
Yeah, the stress of the travel. Yeah, and, the... and it's very hard to pin down, you know, because I, I ate really well, and I was aware that I had eaten well. I slept pretty well. There is an early start in New York, but I got my head around it. But still, you don't know what kind of corners cut you're cutting, what kind of stress you're putting on yourself. It's really and it's stressful you, traveling. Obviously, not everyone gets to go to New York or Berlin, but I think anything you can do to put yourself in the most comfortable yeah comfortable obviously comfortable in terms of food and sleep but also just a lack of stress that whole thing about don't do anything new it's not just about shoes it's about your mental energy yeah don't start a new job yes yeah yeah. you know don't anything that's yeah you really need to be doing the life equivalent of taking a few deep breaths so it's not like I mean listen we're 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 very rich people We're, we're obviously elite but you're not in business class, are you, going to New no, York? No, 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 you know, <laughs> you know no. That's true. You can barely move your legs for however long it is, you know. Stressful. It's stressful, isn't it? and it is. And when you're talking about that difficulty of running 26 miles plus, you, you're looking at the margins. Devil. You know, you want to... Um, everything you do can push you into the red. Yes, it can. Absolutely, yeah. Any meal you miss or hour of sleep you don't get. Yeah. And going back earlier, any training you miss... On the oh, day, get, we'll, make, we'll make all the difference. I get really paranoid about that. I mean, the taper, the last week. Yeah. It's like, for me, it's like hibernation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I give it too much. I get, so, I get into sort of deep... Well, I never used to cancel rest, any we, gigs. And you don't. You've always barreled through, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I do so, I, I find that um, if you taper too hard, you get ill. Yeah. You know, a big... Right. Thing. Keep the motor keep the motor going a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yes, I know what you're saying, yeah. So, and uh, now it's uh, it's a week ago, and I really want to start getting fit again. Yeah, I spent the whole last week feeling a bit rough. The right. d- d- DOMS, uh, delayed onset muscle stress, it always right. throws you off. Yes. You know, when we went out, I was kind of still up. I felt great. No, you were, I was aware of that. And you were by, sort of faintly giddy. Yeah, and yeah. by Friday, I'm like, oh, my bum hurts. You know, yeah. it didn't hurt on Wednesday. But um, I'll tell you one thing we're going to talk about. Bum pain? Running backwards. Oh, Yeah. So, yeah. We talked about it after the podcast. Yeah, I said, I've got to talk about this. This is something, I think the main thing, as people are going to have their own opinions on this, but if you're going to New York, watch out for this. It's just so interesting that in New York, running the marathon backwards is part of the culture. (laughs) Like a bit oh, like how in America, occasionally <laughs> killing the president is part of the culture. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, when uh, when my close personal showbiz friend Michael J. Fox was making his speech, he said, oh, and so and so is running it backwards for us." I was like, "Wow, it's yeah. amazing!" Big round of applause. And I was out there on the on the marathon. I saw this woman running backwards. And I gave her, I mean, there's not many, I've seen, already seen a thousand people who weren't, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, of course, yeah. Okay, I thought that must be that woman who's doing it backwards. I gave her a little round of applause. And then I saw someone else running backwards. And I saw a couple of disabled people running, they're doing it backwards right. in wheelchairs, doing it backwards <laughs> with the help of their yes, assistants. They were running backwards. Running, running they, running back, they were running forwards. No, backwards in the wheelchair. They were pushing the backwards forwards. forwards. But I think, you know, I think that it comes from this idea of it being even harder. Yeah. And I think ultimately, you know, I don't like that. 
because you set yourself apart from the other people doing the marathon. Okay, but also, awesome. even deeper than that, talk about getting the experience wrong. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, going over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's really, it's just, oh, I don't know. That's, it's that beautiful. Uh, it's a bit like having, being into football and saying, you know what I did? I scored an own goal. Yes. That's my thing. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I spend my time just looking at the crowd or something. It's, it, well, no, it's not like that, because you're looking backwards on the run as it's my it's my I used to go running with this French guy yeah Jean-Christophe yeah and he was quite philosophical and he was he's always said that the nice moment is at the start of the marathon is for a moment we're all facing in the same direction yes and there's something about that that's yeah, really yeah, nice yeah, that's you're right. part of this marauding mass of humanity yes. separate but together <laughs> facing the, idea, the same direction the idea that actually <laughs> in New York one of these people every now and again is going no actually I'm not yeah Actually, I'm not back. like them. I've decided to do it completely. <laughs> it's the world's most <laughs> insolent statement, isn't it? It's, it's like bit... when someone comes to a comedy gig. And by the way, if you're setting up a comedy gig ticking list, we like to be said hello to. Yeah. If there's food, <laughs> we'd like to have some toffee, coffee and tea. Toffee. We need toffee. <laughs> yeah. And milk need to be available. And we like it yeah. when the audience sits facing the stage. Yes. Yeah. I remember doing of a gig course, once. Yeah. I got to a gig in Hampshire. And uh, the um, we're going up the hill in Highbury Field. It's beautiful. They do it's really nice, they yeah. do autumn better here than anywhere else, don't they? It's beautiful. It's a bit gorgeous. But um, uh, yeah, I got to this gig in Hampshire, and it was in a bar. Yeah. The bar was busy. There was no stage, and no then microphone. I went to the bar and said, "What do you do? What's going to happen?" I said, "Oh, you put a microphone over there." I thought. That's not a comedy gig, is it? That's no, it's a not. Yeah. In a bar. Yes. And then the poor compare went on. Someone very new who was prepared to go to Hampshire for little or no money for the experience. Yes. For the stage time. And they got up on stage and said, hi, welcome to the comedy. Some of the people in the pub stopped and listened. Some and didn't. she asked three or four people in front of her to turn around and face the stage. Yeah. And they didn't. Nice. And so I left. Brilliant, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a comedy gig. Yeah, and yeah. at that moment, when an audience member says, no, no, you can do your comedy gig to my back, yeah. it's one of the most insolent things. I had that in uh, Norway doing a gig for Statoil. Yeah. They were a tough herd. <laughs> they, they really weren't interested in me at all. No. Just, just two yards away from me with, with a back to me, just refusing to And that would be men, right? I mean, in Norway. No, that was an old man. It was just real. like a sort of old patriarch. I've come up against no un- unreconstructed masculinity in Norway. Again, not right across the board. Yeah. But I think it's probably like going to the deeper parts of America. There's some really serious... They just won't have I'm going to wear my hat. Yeah, yeah. Show me my shoulder and see what you do with that. But the, but the, it's the not run- a very good Norwegian accent. I like it. <laughs> but the running backwards things also... It's like people who ski backwards when you ski. Yeah. They're obviously quite good at what they do, but... They're not looking where they're going as well. Yeah, that's right. Do you know, it's sort of a bit ignorant, isn't it? It's becoming it's like, someone else's problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing act of trust, actually. Yes. Uh, I don't think I could do it psychologically. No, no. But uh, you You're going to so bang your head. If you chip over, you're going to bang yeah. your head. I still support the person who did it. For It's the person who has that fear. Right, Here he goes. There is a lamppost somewhere behind you. <laughs> You'll be all right. Could you do 26 miles like that? It would be very difficult. I mean, it wouldn't be easy. No, it would be very difficult on but the yeah, For us, I think it's a deeper, hippie-ish thing. It's, yeah. it's just not doing the marathon how it's supposed to be done. Because it's not to do with running. You've know, got no problem like that. 
doing it backwards in a wheelchair. Why are you doing it backwards? Yeah. Let's see where you're going. So it's looking at where you've been as opposed to where you're going. Yeah. It's a weird one, isn't it? Looking at how much less of an achievement it is. (laughs) My achievement is becoming less and less as I go. It's very odd. And all those people, thousands of people cheering you, strangers, saying, I love you, you're brilliant, you can do this. You're making sure you can't see them. Yes, yeah, yeah. So So it's too late, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit special, isn't it? But also it's one of those things people just, this is what people are like. I'm sure none of the people doing that have thought that hard about it. No, they're just doing it. It was part of the culture. They've heard of some other person who did it. You just want to turn around to everyone and say, everyone stop a second. <laughs> I've never seen run the Lon- anyone run the London Marathon backwards. Just so you know. It must get a bit disorientating as you get down the course. Well, you think, am I running the right way? Yeah. What's, you know, it's just well, I think what you do then is you go sideways and just do a few cartwheels. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit so, obstacle, a few obstacles here. So I really want to get back into... Uh, before training for the next one starts, I want to get kind of steady and fit, you know. Yeah. Three runs a week, exercise, good food and drink. Good, yeah. And I'm into it, but unfortunately my, uh, try to avoid my the body's booze, not it? fully into it because I've been, yeah, I've been drinking a lot. My guts are all out of whack. And uh, at least one of my feet still uh, complaining a lot. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna, I think I'm at the point with those things where I'm fit enough that I can just front it out. Right. It's the old thing, if you wait for full fitness, you'll be waiting forever. Yeah. Uh, I do find it hard to drink less in winter. Is that an excuse? <laughs> oh, is, that, is that a valid excuse? No, I know what you're saying. Is that those, those long winter nights? Oh, we live in a can, cold can northern be, country. Yeah, it can be transformed, can't they? But I think... With a bit of wine. I think those miss you nights are the is longest. Here's the next one. Next All right. One. Did you get my Cliff Richard there? I did get that one, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I've got a cross-country race this weekend, so that gives me something to focus on. Something to drink after. Well, something to not drink before. Oh, good, good. I've, I've realised that's my tattoo with drinking. <laughs> is that once or twice a week I drink far too much yep. to stop me drinking on the other days. Yeah, right. If I drank moderately, I'd just drink every day, but yeah. I have to... But no, I, well, I we can take the mickey out of that, but I get that. Yeah. Years ago when I smoked... I gave up. Took me a few goes to give up. Right. And whenever I gave up, I'd always kind of just cane a packet of cigarettes the day before. Right. A bit like locking yourself in the cupboard under the stairs. The trouble with drinking is really hard to drink in moderation. Yes. Because once you start drinking, you don't want to drink in moderation anymore. Because it's good fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is really good. And you're, and you're like an more artist. I do this, the more fun. Like a certain kind of artist. Yeah. You know, like if you're doing like a, a landscape... Yeah. And uh, you think I think I think it's finished, but I just add a little just bit there. Just a bit more. Just another port. Just a deeper green. Thank you. Actually, yeah. that port was nice. Yeah. So just have one more. I can't even see the landscape <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, gonna get. But I am. That's what I'm gonna try and do between now and Christmas. Bit of moderation. Yeah. So you went uh, a bit of fitness. You what, did. Uh, I, I've just been. You did the Finsbury Park run the other day, didn't you? Yeah, and I, and I did a. Uh, I went for a, a, a training session with the club on Thursday, which is called, which is sort of mythical status. Yeah. In the club, it's called the Roller Coaster, and it's a very. I think Ronan Keating. Yeah, he's done that one, hasn't he? There's a, there's a there's a sequence of quite long, steep hills. 
in Crouch End, they were, they were I live, three of them sort of next to each other on the same sort of terrace, if you can imagine a kind yeah. of a grid. So you run at one, then you turn right, you run down the next, turn left, run up the other, yep. then you turn left, and then you just keep rotating those three hills. Oh, right. And, uh, so how far is it? How many times do you get around? Well, you ju- we just did that for 25 minutes. Right. So, but you always ran quite hard. You didn't sort of jog down the hills or jog up them. You just, just steady, a steady push yeah. just to see how far you could run in 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really hard. Yeah, yeah. Really hard. <laughs> Started off fine, and then... I just haven't done much hill work for ages. Yeah, but this guy in front of you with yeah. the planks. Yeah, this is a bit possibility for slapstick coming up. Oh, no, the down yeah. was safe. Plank safe. Oh, can I just drop this in? Someone was asking where to see the photos. If you get the Acast, if you, if you get the podcast through Acast, you get the photos at the points when they're in the run. But right. also, I need to post some online. So as we get to our little uh, celebration at the end of the month, I'll whack up some best off on, uh, on the social network. So keep an eye out. There'll be some of the some of the nicer photos. The nice photos. There's some good. There's, there are some blurry yeah, ones, but there's great, great ones. Sometimes Paul can be a little bit gurney. There is gurney. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gurney. Always. I really like that um, five ages of man picture you did. Yeah, that was for an old Edinburgh show. Well, I went looking to see. I'm getting some photos done. Right. And I went to look at the guy who's taken the photos. Yes. And uh, see what he'd done in the past. And I found you there. All right. Yeah. That so, was an, uh, yeah. That was about 2007. I think. Yeah. 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 In, I, it was interesting to me though that running wasn't in there. Yeah, isn't it? Because it just shows that although I ran loads when I was a kid, and it was sort of sporadic as an adult for a long time. It wasn't really a key. You didn't think of it yourself wasn't, it that wasn't way. A key identifier. Yeah, and maybe also that's true in life. It's still a bit of a uh, subcultural thing to do. It's interesting how many of us. I don't know. That we've got such a lovely community where we talk to other runners and stuff. But it's like runners talking to runners. You know, yeah. when you get into an integrated group, comedy gig, dinner party, the runners kind of disappear into the woodwork sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, but I'm at a stage in my life. If someone asks me what. What I do, I, I like doing. You'd, you'd I say, say, I run, and then you'd run away. I say, Fast. Well, yeah, I'm off. I say, I'm a comedian. Yeah. And I, re- I really like running, you know. Yeah. Let's go all the way. Crossing the road. And it's important to say at this point that you did that. Because you kind of dragged me back into it. Ah, well. No, you were. You were to it. Well, it was waiting to happen. You know, yes, all it was was a... Uh, You're a catalyst. A, you were on the edge of a brink, and I... It's exactly it's a catalyst, yeah. Before that, I was really into cattle, but now I'm into running. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> nice and soft here, isn't it? Yeah. We're coming to, have we ever run in Clissel Park before? Maybe I don't think we've run here. Um, is, is this near? Is this down into? It's me and uh, my <laughs> wife have this conversation every time either one of us eats hummus. It's just about once every 36 hours. Yeah. And we always, one of us always turn around and say... This is lovely. Or, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. come back from the shops and say, I've got bread, I've got orange juice. got some of this chickpea stuff what they were selling. Yeah. It sounds... It's a, it's a great joke. It is a good joke. Though. Everyone in the world, not in the world, people in Britain, who gets the better phrase, need to admit now that they eat hummus. There's no way Ooh. Sainsbury's and Tesco Ooh. could have so much of it on the shelf. Ooh, while audiences can still sit Ooh. in front of comedians and say, oh... These people who eat them are so middle class. It's like, well, no. they're here somewhere. He's gone mainstream, hasn't he? <laughs> it's mainstream. Yeah. Garlic bread. Let's see what it is. 
Summers. I'm doing a gig in a synagogue tonight. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Never done that before. As you could say it's a synagogue, yeah, if a you will. What's the event? Who are the audience going to be? They're going to be Jewish people. Yeah. It's Josh Howie's synagogue, some fundraiser. So I don't know much about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to put on all my Jew, you know, my Jew costume and really go for it. No, no. Really? You really I should? You've, that is not the way to play it. How much did you pay to get in it? It's funny anyway, you lot, because I've got... Oh, you know, no. Even in jest. No. It's going to be... It's going to be good fun, actually. I'm going to really enjoy it. Is it going to be... I'm going to talk about uh, faith a bit and have a bit of a laugh with it. Yeah, yeah. Because Is I've she going to be there then? I've always oh, uh, quite wanted to be Jewish. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I kind of envy all the rituals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the culture. I think yes, yeah, definitely. I've always something... Talking of having the conversation again today about being irritated by Halloween because it's just been co-opted by contemporary culture from America. Yeah. And it has no bedding, it has no basis. Whereas kind of secular culture when mixed in with Judaism. It's a really interesting culture, you know, it's yes, hugely yeah. affects well, you know, stand up comedy and you know, just various things. So of all the uh, places of worship to do a comedy gig uh, at least in the synagogue, there is a tradition of gags. Yes, yeah, yeah. I did a gig at, Hal- at uh, Halifax. Uh, is that Minnesota. a synagogue there? That's old Stokey. That's a massive church. Beautiful, isn't it? Isn't it? Is this tree? Uh, absolutely glorious. Is this tree still alive? What do you reckon? Listeners, yeah, look, there's buds on the side. Oh, that's good, yeah. Because that has been... It's been trimmed now, hasn't it? Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they've... Someone's had a go at it. They've been at that with the, uh, with the <laughs> yeah, secateurs, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. How big were the secateurs for that? That is. Why is that necessary? Just maybe it's really ill. There's a serious um, uh, infestation affecting beech trees, which are the main big trees. You you notice these beech trees tend to go brown first, and that's not autumn. It's their green leaves being eaten up by these tiny worms, and the chlorophyll doesn't get back into the air. So it might be one of those they've cut right back to try and save it. You thought so? Sorry. Because there's no need otherwise, is there? I scared that Pomeranian. (laughs) I didn't take its picture. I scared that Pomeranian. Everything I say sounds like a euphemism (laughs) since he talked about Louis C.K. Do you mind if I scare the Pomeranian? I asked asked first. I asked first. Jesus. Okay. If we're talking about contemporary stuff, did you read Donald Trump's tweet about sulking about Kim Jong Un saying he was old? Isn't it incredible? It's incredible. Yeah. So, normal else, discourse. Is yeah. that the worst thing he's done? <laughs> <laughs> he said I was old. You are old. Just, you silly old idiot. <laughs> just shows the utter vanity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, he it's is incredible. He is vanity. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he's there is no. There isn't anything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which I maintain is could be a saving grace, because on some level he wants to do a good job, <laughs> however absurd he sees that, because uh, he's a very vain man. Now you're being too optimistic, no, but because he has the power to say he's doing a good job. Yeah. As the building, as the White House burns around him, he'll say, "It's wonderful. It's the best fire we've had." Everyone's saying it's how the biggest fire. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. saying how this Armageddon is, is a beautiful Armageddon. Yeah. It's a glorious end of the world. Everyone said it. Everyone says how good it is. 
<laughs> certainly in absurd times, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kim, I don't Kim like Kim the Jong-un Jungle Christmas advert. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's rubbish. What is it? Talk well, because I'm starting to get a bit excited about Christmas. And what's great is that we're both fans of Christmas. Yes, that's right. Can I we say that now? We like, we yeah, both like right. it. And I think the big trick with the culture is you can take or leave it. Yeah. People who kind of want it to stop, that's not realistic. Yeah. But you can avoid it. Yes. Um, or at least just stop moaning about it. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and I, so I am a big, you know, when the, uh, let's go right back to the original John Lewis Christmas advert in this run of John Lewis Christmas adverts. Right. When um, a little boy was looking forward to Christmas. And it was really touching and beautifully shot and cut and edited. Yeah. And uh, the music was a ethereal cover version of The Smiths, Please, 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 Let Me Get What I Want. Right. Which, of course, felt to me like just such a wonderful, touching choice. Yes. But brilliantly, doubtless, I wasn't the only one. You know, it's generational. And, uh, and then the punchline was, he wasn't looking forward to getting his presents. He was looking forward to giving a present to his mum and dad. That's nice. Yeah, that's Talking beautiful. Talking to you about it now. That's beautiful. I Almost can, brings I can, I can have a little cry. Yes, yeah, that's beautiful. So the new one. And then, then did they have a trampoline one last year? Was it like, the trampoline? Uh, last year the... I was trampoline someone the, else. The kid was looking forward to getting another trampoline, but then the dog got on it first. Yes, yeah. Um, in other years, the... Um, Rabbit felt sorry for the bear that was missing Christmas, so bought right. it an alarm clock so that it could wake up at Christmas. And then you have an old bloke looking at the moon on <laughs> Yeah, that was a rubbish one. Right. Um, but I think what you look at now is... Cheers. Sorry, thanks. Um, instead of making a really good little short film that hits on a few certain beats, what they do is they make a John Lewis advert. Right. So what would a John Lewis advert be like? And then try and make that. But it's the difference between imitation and inspiration. They're chasing themselves a And it can never work. It can never work. So, so me through it. Okay, so there's a little boy. And uh, he's a lovely family. Mixed race, which is great. You know, yeah. you see that a lot in adverts. Yeah. It's funny how uh, that's to do... Anyway, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Whether it's to reach more people and make money or just to make a social statement, it's healthy. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's, he hears a growl from under the bed. Right. There's a monster under the bed. And the monster comes out from under the bed. Yeah. And here we get to a big problem. Because they obviously don't want their monster to be scary. Right. Right? <laughs> right, okay. So he makes friends with the monster under the bed. Yeah. And they play a lot. Right. They have great times. Yeah, talking about monsters under the bed, have you seen this one? Yeah. Hello, I'm mate. A bit of a monster here. Have you got an owner? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> Come on, mate. Stay there. You can run with us if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can run. It doesn't See you later. Don't seem a particularly dangerous monster. Yeah, so they make friends. Yeah. So there's nothing scary there, right? Right. But he's getting very tired. Right. Because he's staying up late and playing with the monster under the bed. So then Christmas comes. Yeah. And the monster under the bed's gone. But he's bought him a John Lewis nightlight so he can sleep well. Right. So he's happy because he can sleep well. Yeah. But he's sad because the monster under the bed's gone. Right. But right at the end, it hasn't gone. Right. Okay. Okay. 
So that story's rubbish, isn't it? It's that story weird, it? does not work. Yeah, Once the weird. monster under the bed isn't scary, the story doesn't work. Yeah. Because you don't want the monster to go, and neither do they. So the monster stays, you've got yeah. no story. Yes. It's yeah. like the Tom Cruise, the mummy from this year. Yeah. If yeah, yeah. You're not sure whether anyone's a goodie or a baddie. Right. There's no what, story. What does a monster look like? It looks exactly like the monsters from where the wild things are. Right, okay. But it's got the uh, socks stuck on it, which is exactly like Monsters, Inc. Right. The okay. music is elbow, so... Right. It sounds exactly like a famous person, Guy Garvey, yeah. singing a Beatles song, uh, which is exactly the Beatles song which resulted in all the emotional uh, moments in the recent film Sing. Right. So, you know, it's ripped off three or four immediately obvious cultural tropes, which, advert makers, we all saw too. So, yeah. no, I find it deeply cynical and mildly offensive. And the funniest, the basic thing is... How has it been received everyone's in, in the biosphere, uh, in well, the world? People who don't think too hard say, I cried all the way through. Right. And everyone else says, it's not that good, is it? Yeah. And uh, everyone's talked about it, so it's yeah. good for them. Yeah. I think the best response was someone saying... If it costs seven million quid, I could freshen things up by putting a blank screen and saying, instead of <laughs> doing our seven million quid advert this year, we gave that money to da 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 Happy yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I think that would, you know, the funny thing about that is it would genuinely play. It would play, yeah. yeah. So, that's what I think. A thought for next year, maybe. Yes. Mr. Lewis. Well, it is, gone, it's very difficult. It is difficult to make sequels, you know. Yeah. It's just so much like someone trying to make an advert like the adverts they've made before. It's like watching feedback. And, uh, you know, I don't know what you think. I just think if the, if the monster's nice... There's, yeah, no, there's no point to it, really. It doesn't make any sense. No. And, and you've, have you lost that as a stand-up comedian doing observation? If you change the rules of the thing you're talking about... Then so that the audience don't relate. Yes. They're not going to be no complicit. Yeah. There's no connection. So. Driving on for Christmas. How far I can't we? wait to see those races. We've got about five weeks away. Um, six weeks now. Yeah. Six weeks. That's great. My birthday's four weeks and that's two weeks tomorrow. That's great. Yeah. And we've got our hundredth coming up. Yep. In a couple of weeks. Yep. We've rescheduled Francis Quinn. Yes. Someone said, ah, oh, you lose because Ronnie O'Sullivan is on Tim Lovejoy's podcast. I want to make it clear, we weren't expecting Ronnie O'Sullivan to sit in his house maintaining radio silence until he spoke to us. Yeah. And hopefully he hasn't got a one podcast in my life rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that should be okay. Yeah. We'll see. Nice to get the O'Sullivan. He's on the wish list. Yeah. Well, we wait. If, if it but all goes know. to plan, on Christmas morning, we'll wake up in our two little single beds. And it'll like, be under we'll the wise. We'll go downstairs, and by the Christmas tree, we'll be uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan, Joe Pavey, <laughs> and Johnny Marr just sitting there in a the running gear saying, yeah. Let's go, guys. We'll get some. We'll get some guests. <laughs> and we've got. Um, and then, a couple but of, could we get who could we get singing on that? We could have like you know, we have um, <laughs> some uh, Scandinavian girl singing. Christmas every day. You want me? You want me? So apparently, runners do still get heckled in uh, parts of the country. Run, forest, run. Yeah. 
Knee, yeah, it used to be. Uh, it's good to hear. It used to be knees up, didn't it? Get off and milk it. Oh no, that was cycling, wasn't it? <laughs> the wheels up. going round. <laughs> I was uh, at the end of New York Marathon. I was uh, walking down the rainy street in my foil cape and with my medal on. Yeah. And this fat black New York builder said, oh, "I'm tired." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Good joke. He was nice. He got me. Of course, I didn't laugh at the time I cried. I was very tired. <laughs> i got to get... That was the other thing I said to you about New York after uh, we stopped recording. Is got to get back to running fast all the time. Yeah. And I identified the difference, you see. Because back then, I just used to run fast all the time because I didn't know any other way. Yeah. Whereas now... It needs to be, when I say all the time, it won't be all my running, it won't be all the time I'm running, but it just needs to be a Whenever you steady run, part of my point, running right. resistance. Yeah. And, uh, and to remind myself what that feels like. Yeah. And, it's, uh, it's a decision of, of uh, whether or not you can feel you can get faster as you get older. Yeah, yeah. And it's a decision I'm constantly asking myself because it took a lot for me to beat three hours for the marathon. Yeah, yeah. And I've got to work out whether I want to put as much in again and more to run faster yeah because I'm getting older but we all want as you to get see older, it's harder. we all want to see 255 in York <laughs> we would be happy to watch That'd you wheel amazing. all the way around for that it'd be amazing yeah. I'm thinking of going as fast as I can next autumn for the marathon yeah but by the same token I'm aware that just deciding to do that and going for it it's quite it's just hard work isn't it yeah yeah but you yeah. get a lot out of it but when we you both get so much out of it when we both give up on getting faster we can do we can start um, podcasting marathons yeah we can start poodling around yeah I'd love Although to do that just poodling around exotic marathons around the world yeah but full circle and trail we runs. know that it doesn't matter what pace you do a marathon at it's really hard yeah when the day comes and we do a 5.15 marathon and tape it all and put it out over five weeks we won't expect that to be easy no it'll no, just be a different no. kind of absolutely. heart absolutely yeah I mean, I'm preparing to pace London for four and a half hours. Yeah, have you done? What? That's going to be a long. That's going to really be tricky for me. Yeah. You got to run for four and a half hours. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm contemplating sticking a, an ultra off the back of it just because it's sort of ultra-ish. Isn't Certainly it? to work towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm aware that that's going to be not an easy day. Yeah, I'm going to say it's good that you said that because you don't want to be talked too lightly about it. So I just said sticking an ultra. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it popped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did an ultra. No, but some. But oh, I did an ultra. <laughs> Won't be a particularly long ultra. But old, uh, old Sophie Rayworth did her first one, basically off marathon training. Yeah, she? yeah, yeah. But she's different, though, isn't she? Yeah, she's. She's really tough. She means business. She she just ran fifty miles. Seemed to she'd quite enjoy it. She described it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some skipping there's towards real, the end. Yeah, there's a real motor isn't in there, isn't there? We're getting to the end now, but that. That reminds me, again, nice talking to people about tough marathons. Um, the phrasing. I've never been comfortable with the wall. Right. And, uh, and it's to do with what you were saying about positive visualisation. Yeah, if you talk about it, it exists. And it doesn't exist this way. Um, but on the other hand, you know, you can really have it all fall away in a marathon. And, yep. when, and the, the, one, the replacement phrase people use is the wheel's coming off. Yeah. Which is, and it does catch it. I think the wall does exist. I think it's how you, it's how you approach it. Do you think it exists? Yeah, I think there's a state of which... the wall... There's a state... Show me it. 
There it is. The wall. The wall. There's a state at which your legs run out of natural yeah. energy. Yeah. And you slow down after 20. Yeah, yeah. But, but the degree to which you hit it can be trained for, you know, undoubtedly. Yeah. Shall I, if I quote a comedian's joke and credit him, is that okay? Or do of you course, have to go, go for it. Yeah. Don't, Chris you don't even Kent. have to credit him. Chris Kent, comedian, yeah. does this great joke about doing a marathon in fancy dress dressed as a wall. Yeah. And then running from the finish line back towards the other marathon runners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's real. <laughs> the ball. <laughs> So, see, I think that's a key part of the marathon. Is, is, is training, is knowing that there's going to be, it's going to get really, really hard. And yeah, what are you yeah. going to do? Well, this is it. This is basically. I realise that my situation is, I don't want to refer to the wall. Don't want to even talk or think about it. Right. But I'm quite likely to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really nice run, mate. Well, I really need that run off my one and a half bottles. And I think everyone very nice needed a few of those things, as Jared Christmas would say. Dealt with. Oh, it really feels like we've had a bit of a moan, actually. Yeah, well, sometimes you've got to. We've dealt with some big issues today. Yeah. Here we are. Feedback always welcome. Us and the pigeon. Can we see that pigeon? There you go. Me and you. Look at the pigeon. There's a pigeon. There he is. There he is. The pigeon. Catch the, the pigeon. pigeon. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be back. We've got some exciting uh, um, episodes coming up. We're going to go for a run around, around Brum, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to go out in Brum. There'll be some park runs to report on. Congratulations if you got a parkrun PB at the weekend. Yes, I saw that. That was, that was great. There's a lot, we've had a lot of reach-outs recently about yeah, people yeah. getting into the... the it's lovely. Thing. We're so into it. coming and discovering it and going back from the beginning. and yeah, yeah. It's really nice, that, isn't it? Yeah. Tell it your friends. It does feel good to help people. Let's get out there. I know sometimes as, as, we, as we run on, we don't give as many sort of tips as we used to. Because we, because we were learning while we did it, it's important every now and again to recap, isn't it? And yeah, basically that's right. for us not to be shy about the odd, the odd tip. About but what I think we've as we today. head towards London, we should do that. We should yeah. recap. We can see where we're at. It'd be very interesting for me to try and get fast again and fit again. Yeah. For you yeah. to try and run slow but well, slower. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Practice and, my encouraging um, comments. And we want to know what you guys think about that. You know, so. Um, just keep in touch. We've got yeah, tips for pacers. If you've got any tips for, for people pacing, maybe any some pacing of you do no-nos. that. Yeah, we yeah. Could there'll do be some pacers out there. Or people have had good or bad experiences with pacers. I'm really interested in hearing. About I've it had I'm good experiences with Starburst. Yeah, like it. Yeah. See what I did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I avoided saying Opal Fruits because that's <laughs> the old days. But I don't know when pacers went out of circulation. <laughs> yeah. Probably about 1981. Um, and uh, enjoy. Let us know what you think of the John Lewis Christmas advert and society's attitude to women. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just the small stuff. <laughs> we'll see you next week. With Paul Tonkinson and Rob Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.